Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, the founder of Miles to Memories, joined by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. How's it going, Mark? Doing good. Ready for my Vegas trip. Yeah, ready to talk some Vegas. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about your trip and also online versus in-person gaming. So we have some interesting topics for this week's podcast. Before we get into the show, though, for people out there, if you like this show, subscribe in whatever podcast app you're listening to. Tell a friend. If you know people who love Vegas, tell them about us. And you can find all of our Vegas content, including our YouTube videos, this podcast, our Vegas posts at mtmvegas.com. And don't forget to check out our YouTube videos. We have the closed casinos of Vegas that went up uh, in the last week, and we have our Circa Bunk Bed Suite Tour coming up this week. So a lot of good stuff at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. But we definitely appreciate everybody who out there who's been listening, leaving us five-star reviews. Uh, it's been amazing reception to this podcast. It's been so great uh, to see it have a nice start, right, Mark? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, the reception has been great. And we just kicked it off and rolled right into it and better than expected. So we appreciate everybody that listens and uh, definitely appreciate all the positive reviews and keep them coming. Yeah, we're going to try to mix things up with this podcast. So we do have our, you know, our co-live stream that we do once a month. Occasionally, you may see an episode like last week where it mimics what you see on the YouTube channel. But we do have some interesting interviews lined up, like we did Travel Fanboy a few weeks ago. And we have some other ones coming that are going to be a lot of fun. Plus shows like this, where we're going to dive into some topics to help you guys learn a little bit more about Vegas, gaming, things like that. So let's get into the show, Mark. I know you're get getting ready for your Vegas trip. It's just a couple days away. So I know we have to start by talking about that because you're you're so excited. And you've talked on the MTM Vegas video show and this podcast about how you've changed your hotels 8 million times. And it's been very fluid because of the, the, yeah. music, the iHeart Radio Music Festival. So what's, what's the latest with the trip? Yeah, because it started, uh, I wanted to show my wife Circa. So I booked a suite at Circa. I think it was like 300 bucks or 320 bucks, something like that. And uh, she, she didn't seem all that excited to check it out. And then I was like, okay, well, what's your favorite room in Vegas that we've ever stayed at? So she thinks about it for a minute. She said, oh, definitely the spa tower suite at the Nugget downtown on Fremont. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's do that then. And that was uh, very expensive. I cashed in some credit card points to be able to pay for it, booked it. Had that planned, and then I was like, "Well, you you realize uh, there's a festival down there, so Fremont Street's probably gonna be pretty crazy, like double what it normally is, what you're used to, you know, because she hasn't been to Vegas in probably three, four years. So I'm like, back then Fremont Street was busy, but you know, last time I was in Vegas, Fremont Street was really, really busy, and this is the biggest festival in Vegas, so it's just gonna be terrible. So what do you think she said after that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What did she say? She said, uh, "Oh heck, no." no. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, uh, I'm like, okay, so Fremont Street's out. I'm like, so I give a couple different options. I'm like, well, let's go to, you know, Crockford's. I, I was supposed to check that out. And I was upset that opening night or opening weekend, they didn't have it ready. So they promised me a suite upgrade if I come back or, uh, uh, you know, they would hope to get me into a suite. And uh, there was some availability on Hilton. I think it was like three something a night for that night. So I used my Hilton free night cert and booked that. And then those Crockford room pictures came out. <laughs> <laughs> still hating on the crockford room so that's gonna be like a meme of this show right it was like it was like uh a lesser version of the conrad i mean i know you your suite that you got there was pretty sweet and if i would have got that like guaranteed to get that i, I might have stayed with it but you know she hasn't been to vegas in a while and 
that's kind of like an isolated area. There's not a ton to do around it. So you're kind of just stuck on property and dining and stuff is, it has been an issue there getting, getting slots and everything. So we kind of went back and forth on that and I, w- I, I wanted to do it, but also we were only going to stay one night cause we're going to move. And then Amex Platinum came out with their FHR credit where uh, all platinum cardholders get a $200 credit. So that kind of switched it up to where I, I searched that and opened it up to everything and gave her some different options. And she decided on the four seasons. So that's where we're staying the first night. I think the room's like $400. Uh, we get the $200 credit. So it's 200 bucks out of pocket. We've never stayed at a four seasons hotel. So I wanted to kind of check that out and looking forward to it. And then we also get uh, free breakfast in the morning. And uh, she gets a hundred dollar spa uh, credit, which basically pays for a manicure. Can you believe manicures are eighty five dollars? Yes, I do. I, I've I've looked at Vegas <laughs> spa prices every time I look at those FHR things, and you get the hundred dollar spa credit, and then I look at what it, what it pays for, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, like she's like, that's insane. Like usually, like a mani pedi is like forty dollars, and I was like, what's a mani pedi? And she's like. A manicure is 85. I was doing a chat, I think Facebook chat with, which is pretty nice. Four seasons, you just message them and then they'll have the representative from the spa message you or front out or whatever. They kind of send it to who needs to respond to you. So I got that rolling and they gave me the price. I think the pedicure was like $120. So it would have been like over $200 for the two. And I was like, maybe we just go with the manicure. (laughs) Oh, come on now. She deserves, she deserves it. Yeah, we'll go to one of those places in town that's like 30 bucks and she can get them both again. Oh, my God. I laugh, but that I'm exactly uh, the same way. Although I, my wife has generally with offers like that, we'll book a massage. And so we've just sort of. It's like a half price massage, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, which is a normal price anywhere else. Are the masseuses twice as good as a regular massage? No, price? but you kind of just buy into the fact that you're there. You're in this nice hotel. Yeah. You're getting that nice experience and you know you do often get to use the spas which are pretty nice uh the amenities and stuff like that so she has enjoyed it even though you know so like if we have a hundred dollar credit and it's a two hundred dollar massage she's paying a hundred for it yeah i've offered i offered up the massage i, I you know i'd much rather pay two hundred dollars for a massage than two hundred dollars for a mani-pedi but she that's what she wanted so you know we have an event to go to friday night so she wanted her nails looking nice and so that's that's what we're doing. We're, we get in pretty early since this is our first trip together in like two years. I've traveled some during the pandemic, but she hasn't really traveled at all. So this is our first and this is our first trip without kids, probably, you know, closer to three years. So I booked first class flights out uh, using Delta Sky Miles. So we're doing that. It will cost us 11 bucks, which is pretty sweet. And we get in pretty early and going there, hanging out, you know, hopefully can check in early. I sent them a message to get us in early. They, they expect us, you know, early in the morning. So hopefully they make that work. It's, it's during the week, so it shouldn't be too hard. And then for the evening, uh, our plan is to go to Vander, Vanderpump cocktail garden, right when it opens, uh, for dinner, like an early dinner thing, use my hundred night or a hundred dollar Caesar's rewards certificate that I have. Cause I had one rollover, which I used last trip and then earned one this year. So we got to use that and Vanderpump for whatever reason does not take reservations. So we figured go midweek right when it opens then we won't have to worry about it you know on a saturday night it's probably going to be out the a line out the door to get in there yeah it's a nice place i love vanderpump's I, I never thought i would like it and i've only ever been there that one time with you but i did like it a lot a lot more than i thought i would yeah it is a yeah it's, it's not cool. cheap but i'm kind of cu- good yeah i'm curious to see what what they do with the 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 area at paris that they're taking over the old diamond lounge kind of curious her concepts are usually really good my wife and I watched the show 
Vanderpump rules. So she's always wanted to go to a Vanderpump thing for our 15 year anniversary. We were supposed to fly to LA and hit the three bars there and bar hop it and then uh, go to Hawaii after that. And we had to cancel that because of COVID. So this is kind of like a, sorry, here's what you get a little bit of the Vegas Vanderpump experience. <laughs> <laughs> the Caesars uh, Vanderpump uh, experience. Yeah. It's too bad. They don't have the second one open yet. Cause then you could still do a little. A yeah. Little we hopping. could do like a little bar hop. Yeah. So she's going to have to go back, but no, the, the goat cheese balls yep. are great. The uh, truffle potato chips are amazing. And then, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do the uh, bougie miles tip at the last uh, or a happy hour. I don't know if it was last month or the month before where she said that it's one of the few places that sells glasses of Dom. Uh, so I might have to burn my hundred dollar certificate on that. What do you think? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, my wife will probably hate it. She'd probably hate it anyway. So <laughs> for me, like, I don't know. It's hard being travel hackers when you can, you know, get stuff on a, on a plane and like champagne isn't something that I, that I've enjoyed all too much. So I enjoy it. Like good, I've had Dom, I've had uh, some of the best champagnes, but on planes and I enjoy it there, but I wouldn't enjoy it if I paid 40 or $50 a glass for it. And so I'm glad that yeah. I that I, I like it. 75 now. too. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so but it no. is cool. Yeah. If you if you want to if you want to enjoy oh, it, yeah. you know, normally bottles going to be s- several hundred dollars. So it's kind of cool that they'll break it down to a glass for you, uh, which is. Surprising. I'll take a shot so of blue label, please. Johnny Walker blue yeah. label. Mix some coke in it. No, <laughs> no. You gonna mix coke with the uh, with the dom? Uh, no, 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 we, we will not do that. No, I, I doubt we'll do it, but yeah. you know, I'll offer it up to her. Cause this is kind of like, we're going all out this trip. So then, uh, you know, we head back to the hotel and in the evening, we're going to Skyfall at Delano. Uh, I've never been there. So I want to check that out and you know, some of the best views of Vegas mm-hmm. and then later in our trip, well, I'll get to it in a bit, but I'll check that out. I'll compare it to, uh, the Circa legacy club. And then I guess I'll spoil it now. We're moving to the Waldorf Astoria after our one night. At Four Seasons. So, uh, you know, we have a reservation there to, for a couple of drinks for their Sky Bar, too. So I'll kind of have like three of the bigger rooftop slash sky view bar type of things under my belt this year, which would be kind of cool to compare the three. And and we'll probably talk about that on a future episode, which ones. And you'll you will have been to all three, too, then and mm-hmm. can talk about what you what you think about the, the differences between them and stuff. So looking forward to it. What do you think? Uh, you know, I know you've been to Skyfall. So what do you think comparing to Circa? What do you think? It's it's difficult. I mean, view wise, I would say probably the view's a little bit better at Skyfall at Delano just because it's, you know, you're kind of on the strip. Yeah, you get more of that, like what what you think in your mind of Vegas, like that strip, classic strip view from there. Yeah, Circa I love because it's detached from the strip. So you're you're getting that plus uh, depending on where you're you're viewing at, you get kind of really cool views of downtown. Plus, Legacy Club has those sunset views, which are spectacular uh, as well. So I don't know. It's hard to... I do like Skyfall a lot. I think you'll enjoy the views. I haven't been up there in a few years, so I don't know uh, what the atmosphere is there currently. I never found it to be the... It's always felt kind of clubbish to me. So uh, that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, and the uh, the Waldorf Astoria bar in, in the lobby there is, is fantastic. And uh, it's one of the nicer spaces in all of Vegas to have a drink. Uh, right up there with Crockford's, I think, as far as you know, novelty and, and stuff like that. The only other, I guess, bar that we both have to get to is the one at Resorts World, the Starlight on 66th. So that one has to be yes. added to the list uh, to see what is that. Is that is. fully open now? Yeah. I know it wasn't open when we were there. Yeah. And they have now tables up there to too. The list. They got tables up there too. I what? think I think there's a $100 minimum. So 
switching my uh one night uh four seasons oh back my god to we're gonna have to re-record this whole episode just because <laughs> all the plans changed for the 18th uh 18th time oh uh, yeah yeah so we're yeah and the next morning we move back we move over to a uh, waldorf uh i booked a couple i think the because uh the concert and everything or the festival prices were like 550 bucks a night like crazy expensive and i had two free night certificates from hilton and I found Saver Space at, I think it's normally like 80K a night, something like that. So I had these free night certificates that were expiring. So we're doing Waldorf, which we've stayed at a couple of Waldorfs before. I've never been overly impressed with the brand because I feel like, you know, it used to be really high end and, and a lot of the properties are aging, but this is, you know, one that they took over from the Oriental. So, and you've stayed there and it, it, it's actually like, it's a newer one. So I'm kind of looking forward to that and seeing what the service is like there. And then I can compare it to the service at Four Seasons versus Waldorf, you know, two of the higher end brand names in Vegas, well, in the world, really. So that'll be interesting. And uh, we're staying there for a couple nights and it'll be completely free based on the free night certificate. So I'm looking forward to that. Plus I have the diamond status and they switched their breakfast thing where we get a $25 per person credit. So I'll have $50 a day to spend at the pool or wherever at, or at the, the lounge bar. And I have my $250 Hilton Aspire Resort uh, credit as well. So we have 350 bucks to blow on food and drinky drink. So it's going to be, uh, <laughs> that's where we get the dom. That's where we get the There dom. you go. They have a really nice pool there. It's not, you know, huge or fancy or anything. Just a, just a nice kind of high end pool area that I really like the decor there, you know, isn't the, the most modern, but yeah, Mandarin Oriental, I think was a great property and, and it switched pretty well to Waldorf. Uh, I found it to be pretty good. I've never found Vegas hotels to ever have service quality levels of other places um you know i always find the service quality depending no matter what hotel you are in except, except for, for when well except for no I, I always see as like if you're if you get a four-star hotel in vegas i feel like it's always going to be the service going to be less than a four-star hotel in another city that's true yeah, and that's, no, the that. only place i think that kind of bucks that trend is when four seasons better with that name you better yeah better well, have great that's what it, it's felt like that you know building up to it because they've reached out several times and texted me what time you're getting here and stuff like and that's, I know it's all automated, but a lot of hotels, especially, you know, even four or five star hotels don't go to that level. You, they'll send you an email, like, here's what to expect. Let us know if you need anything. But this was like direct test, text, messaging, all these different ways they're contacting me, which was kind of cool. So we'll see. I think you'll like that Waldorf is just a few steps from Aria, not far at all from the casino, but that it doesn't have its own casino. You can get to the strip in two minutes. I really like the location. So I feel like it's one yeah, of the cooler. Cool. Yeah, location. That's one of the worst things. Like when you want to get out the strip and you go down the elevator and you have to walk through like a huge casino and it, it takes forever just to get out to the door. And then you have to figure out which door is the right door that you want to go out to get onto the right part of the strip. So that will be kind of cool to to experience that. Yeah. And like I said, the Aria Casino is just a, a three, four minute stumble up the hill if you want to get to the casino. Uh, too. So at Cosmo real close. I'm on the M Life train now seeing how that pays out. So that's a good one. Can hit Mandalay Bay the one night and then uh, Aria. There you go. You're just fully indoctrinated into the uh, into the MGM <laughs> without area. staying in any M Life properties. <laughs> hey, the MGM Grand Detroit. You uh, you did that. So there we go. You yes. got the yep. you got the dirty room to prove it. So so yeah, that seems like a really good trip. I think those are good hotel options. Definitely high end. Definitely yeah. not cheap. But you're using free night certificates to cover a lot yeah. of that or credits with MX HR. So I think that's a great example anybody out there listening how you know you can do vegas however you want to and still find ways to cut the cost down one way yeah, or the other. it's probably like 
close to $1,500 in rooms, I'm going to pay $200 out of pocket plus get breakfast and drinks and manicure <laughs> uh, as well. It's killing so, you. It's killing you. Yeah. 85 bucks is a bit much. Yeah. And then uh, the one night I have some uh, friends from the Detroit area that are going to be in town, kind of like overlapping, like the end of our stays, the beginning of their stay. So we're going out to dinner uh, the one night and we're going to Giada, which I've been to before. And I know people have mixed feelings about it. I did not pay the $25 for the window seat. Still kind of holding out hope that I get it. You know, I'll have to order the bread and pay for it, I guess. But uh, <laughs> no, and I, I ended up booking that because the last couple trips that we've gone to Vegas, it's been such a hassle to get dinner. You know, you have to wait or the lines or they close at nine and normal Vegas trips back in 2019 pre, you know, pre-COVID was you just kind of roll into a place and you sit down like that. And originally we all wanted to go to Vanderpump together, but like, there's no way we're going to get in there on a Saturday night, the time that we'll be available to eat. So I just start opening up different uh, locations. They had some uh, $100 dinner certs they wanted to use. So I'm just going through the list and most places are all booked up. Like Hell's Kitchen was all booked up and stuff. So I went to Giada. They had a lot, <laughs> a lot of availability. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I mean, there are the foods, you know, good, not great, but. Hell's Kitchen and Gordon Ramsay's Steak, it's just impossible to get reservations there unless you do it like yeah. the day they, they release them at midnight, I think, Vegas time. I don't know. The rule is how, how far out they release them, but um, I was told the other day by somebody, you got to get them right when they release them because they, especially Hell's Kitchen. So don't, don't feel bad about yeah. that. This is kind of where we ended up and it was just the time that they had available worked out for us. So we're going to go there. I did like, you know, I like the the restaurant. It, the food was solid in my opinion and it's got a good atmosphere. And it does have a beautiful view. Even if you're not up on the window, sitting in the center, you have a pretty cool view from there. You know, big like semi-circle windows and everything. And service was good. The espresso was amazing. So I might have to get one of those since we're doing a red-eye flight home. You forgot about the most exciting part about Saturday, though. Oh, the meetup. The meetup, da, 2 to 4 p.m. At the yes. Three Sheets Craft Beer Bar in the Arts District yep. on Casino Center. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. I know you have to you have to head out to a previous engagement after, but I think we might head down. I don't have a ton of time because I have to get to dinner, but I think we'll head down to I think it's called 18 Bin, which is down the street and kind of walk around Arts District after. So if you have some time, uh, we might hit another place or two and depending like maybe after, you know, an hour, hour and a half or like, hey, let's move on. Maybe there's not a lot of beer drinkers there whatever, but we'll, we'll kind of play it by ear, but it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to, to meet some people and. I know some Diamond Lounge members are coming and some travel people are coming as well as the Vegas people. So it should be fun. Yeah. To everybody out there yelling at me, I'm being a jerk for for not hanging around after. Uh, unfortunately, I have to go to a friend's funeral after. That's the only reason I'm not hanging out. So uh, I do wish I could stay the whole time. But why? Well, well, that's not true. I will be there for the full event that we're doing. But if people are hanging out after the event, I won't be there for that. I wish I could. But yeah, it's going to be an amazing time. And especially if you like beer, but I won't be drinking beer. So I'll find something. Uh, maybe they'll have some good kombucha. Maybe they kombucha. Yeah. That, yeah. Like that place in Denver uh, that there's a brewery there that has amazing non-alcoholic kombucha. So uh, yeah. Yes. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Jagged Mountain. If you ever go to Denver, <laughs> go to Jagged Mountain Brewery. It's awesome. It is. So uh, yeah. So definitely hope to see a lot of you guys there. And it sounds like an incredible uh, weekend. And so now you're, you changed your flight because originally you were going to fly back uh, in the morning, but now you're flying back on a red eye. Yeah, we were, uh, I had done the Southwest change trick where I got flights for dirt cheap. And that, that was, you know, with the, uh, the Boeing max, all the issues, they were allowing people to change. And it was supposed to be, if you were on that, the, the specific plane, you could change, but for whatever reason, they allowed anybody to change. So you could kind of like 
book um, within a month of your planned on date, pick the cheapest, the cheapest flight you could find. It didn't matter if it, it was the one you wanted to take or time or connections or whatever. And then you could switch that to any day and pick any flight. So it was a, a way to get like 50, $75 tickets pretty much anytime you wanted. And this went on for a while. So I locked that in because everything this weekend is super expensive, flights, everything, hotels. So I locked that in. And then Southwest has been chopping flights right and left because they don't have enough staff. And my direct flight, or I should say nonstop flight, uh, got axed. So they put me in a connection and we'd leave in the morning and wouldn't get home until like, you know, 8 p.m. And I, I hate losing a whole day traveling west to east. I pretty much just hate traveling west to east, period. So the best way to cure that is to do a red eye. So I talked to my wife. She's like, I'll sleep anyway. So let's do it. And we'll fly out Saturday night and land uh, Sunday morning. And then we can take a nap and we we still have a full day. So that's the way to do west to east, man. No, it's not. No, it's not. I guess it is if you're going home. Yes, it is. If you're there going is, home. Yeah. I mean, if you're if yeah. you live in the west and you're going to the east, then you start your trip out exhausted and uh, feeling terrible. And I end up having to do that quite often. And I, and I hate every time I do a red eye, I always... As I'm sitting on the plane, I'm like, never again. And then I, I seem to like forget. I have amnesia, and I forget, and I book it again. Red-eye flights and 6 a.m. flights, those are the worst. Yeah, but you gain like a whole day, man. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, you're, to your point, it's true. If you're going to start a trip, if you live on the West Coast, you either got to give up a whole day to travel out to the East Coast, or you got to, you know, do a red-eye, or get a really, really early flight, and then, you know, you have a couple hours or something at nighttime. But it's never... Never the trick, trick from Vegas is like fly to LA and then get a lie flat to New York or East Coast, somewhere on the East Coast, Atlanta type of thing. And then you can sleep in a bed. There you go. Well, we have, we just, JetBlue has beds here. We have mint service. That's true. There you go. There you go. You don't have to fly all the there way. There was, there was a flight from, uh, it went from Vegas to Seattle. And then I, I'm guessing they're positioning planes and you, I, we could have got a Delta one suite in their new, you know, their newer suite with the door and everything. To go from Seattle to Detroit, but the times weren't great and the price wasn't great, and I, I didn't really want to add uh, several hours of flying just so I could fly that. You know, I know some people probably would, but and if my wife wasn't there, I might have. But I know I would have got so many eye rolls; it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just not uh, worth the worth the eye rolls. Well, I will be staying on the strip this week too. I'll be staying at Nomad on Friday night. Uh, managed to score that for about a hundred bucks a night or something like that on an offer before they locked up this weekend uh, because of the iHeartRadio festival. So I think the rack rate was like 300 plus and I got it for a hundred. So I, I was happy with that. I stayed at Nomad one- Plus a $90, $90 resort fee. Yeah, well, I think it's like, I think it's about <laughs> 150 out the door with the resort fee, so. Yeah, that's not bad, especially for this weekend. Yeah, and it's Nomad, uh, which I stayed there once this year uh, in February already. Uh, hopefully I'll get a, a video up about the hotel <laughs> at some point, but. I really liked Nomad a lot. I had a suite earlier this year, so maybe I'll get lucky. If not, I like the vibe of the place. Not a huge fan of Park MGM. Not a huge fan of the the sort of vibe there, the casino there. The rooms there are not my favorite, but Nomad, I am a fan of. I love the the private bar there. I love their private lobby. I, I'm a fan of that place, so I'm excited to stay there again and see if it holds yeah. up. I, I've been wanting to check that out because uh, you know I like their. I've seen their lounge bar and their check-in area, and it's very it's it's very masculine, but I like the the feel. It feels kind of like a, a old money come to this bar, smoke a stogie type of country club, old school uh, feel to it, which is kind of cool. So I've always wanted to stay there. And that was one of the options we were thinking about uh, before we booked Four Seasons because during the week, Nomad's pretty pretty affordable and it's a nicer room. But 
we am going with four seasons. Get uh, bougie. Yeah, well, I'm on bougie light, so I. But I will. Uh, I will take it. I, I like Nomad a lot. It's no win, but uh, certainly good. And our event is close to there, so that's that's nice uh, that we'll be able to do. And that. you got Italy, so there you go. Yes, Jasmine and I will be uh, will be hanging out, eating pizza and pasta, and I've never eaten at the Italy here. So uh, every time I go, I don't know. I just never it never shame. Happened. I've eaten at the one in, in New York. All right. So any any other insights for uh, for this trip before we move on talking about online versus in person gaming? No, I had uh, you know with hearing about the issues at the airport and stuff, I had considered booking a car since it wouldn't be that much more money. But since I'm flying in early during the week and then flying out, you know, Saturday evening, I don't think it'll be too ish- too much of an issue getting an Uber, or at least I hope not. It won't be like prime time going saturday could be saturday could yeah saturday night could be a problem but not to walk i'll figure that out i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i'm hoping they have a a taxi cab line somewhere i'll just get a regular cab but um yeah i mean that's the answer i think a cab from where you're staying is like 26 25 bucks something like that so an uber would be without surge would be probably 15 but Obviously, that's not going to happen. So yeah, that's the nice thing people always need to remember is that you always have to fall back on the on the cabs. You can fall back on the on the taxi rates if yes. or if Uber's crazy. And I'm I'm imagining since it's a a boutique hotel, I know it's attached to Mandalay Bay and everything. Like they'll have their own little entrance, and they'll probably have you won't have a huge long cab taxi line like you do out out front if you're leaving from Mandalay Bay and stuff. At least that's what I hope Four Seasons has for me, or at least they'll they'll call somebody. I would imagine. Yeah, Four Seasons has its own entry and, and arrival and all of that. So I imagine they have their own taxi line and uh, you shouldn't have to worry about that. And there we go. You also hey. should have your M, M Life status, I think, also helps with that, unless they've changed that benefit. Okay. So I do believe it used to be a benefit where you could skip the, the taxi line. But somebody will correct me if I'm wrong on that one. I'm not 100%, uh, 100% sure. But yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys this weekend. It'll be fun. Looking forward to the meetup and uh, to our event on Friday and, and all of that. All right, so let's talk about online gaming because it's it really blows my mind how big online gaming has become, especially when you factor in sports gaming, but not just sports betting. It's it's really uh, gotten to beyond that. And I know you've in, in Michigan. Well, Michigan's probably one of the states that's most aggressive with their gambling yeah, laws, and which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so like in Michigan, you guys have DraftKings and eight million other apps, online casinos. I personally, uh, I, I don't gamble very much, but my wife uh, did some had some success with DraftKings there and their promotions. And I know you've been taking advantage of it. Let's start, you know, talk about how online gaming works in 2021. Yeah, and I think there's only like five states right now that allow online sports betting and online casino. Uh, Michigan happens to be one of them. And then, you know, there's a ton, probably like 25, 26 states and in, in ever growing that allow online sports betting. So, you know, on the MTM Vegas show on YouTube, we talked about Caesar selling off part of William Hill and starting their own sports betting app. And I, I think that's where the future is. You know, sports betting, definitely online betting. If you're at the bar, you want to just be able to throw, you know, a, a bet down before the game or even live betting during the game, which opens up a lot of interesting opportunities. If you're big into sports betting, you know, if the favored team goes down by a touchdown early, that line can change and you can kind of get like a discount on the price, even though it's only a couple of minutes in. So that's kind of fun to, to play around with. But I think online casino has a lot of good stuff, uh, definitely some bad stuff, but it's been interesting. You know, I've played quite a bit. And even before it became legal in Michigan, I played on 
Bavada, which, uh, you know, wasn't technically legal, but I did some, <laughs> some online gaming on there as well, uh, with sports betting and casino. So I definitely have a lot of history under my belt. You could say, Sean. Well, I will, I will say you, experience. you just reminded me, you know, way back early two thousands, I played an online casino. Now back then there was certainly illegal everywhere and all yeah, the like poker room back then, like online poker was illegal and everything. Yeah. Well, this was like true casino, but it was based overseas. And I remember like trying to use a credit card to fund it because I couldn't, because you couldn't link a bank. There was all these weird rules because they couldn't get banking right and all this other stuff. And it just made me really nervous. So I think I finally figured out how to get like a hundred dollars in there and like lost it quick. I thought it was all sketchy uh, and never did it again. (laughs) But the truth is that that casino, they could have done anything that they wanted to, right? They weren't regulated in any way. They were regulated in a foreign country. The rules weren't the same. And, you know, fast forward 20 years later, and that same industry is trying to, to, to grow. And obviously we've seen sports betting. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the pot industry when you think about it, all the illegal selling and now all the states are legalizing it. So it's like they're dealing with the transition into not being kind of backdoor behind the scenes, shady stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting in places like Nevada, where we have rules that basically ban um, these kinds of things, even with sports betting apps, you have to register in the casino before you can use the app outside the casino. You know, in, in Michigan, to contrast that, you can just download an app as long as you're physically in the state of Michigan, sign up and, you know, you're there. You don't ever have to step foot in a casino, even though technically the apps are partnering with brick and mortar physical casinos in the state, right? Yeah, each uh, app has to pair up with a casino like uh, DraftKings is paired up with one in the UP, like uh, one of the Indian owned casinos. Can't even remember the name of it. It, it, One that I'll never go to or never been to. And then you have other ones like Greektown paired up with Barstool Sports. MGM, of course, has their own app. Caesars had William Hill, and now it'll be the Caesars. uh, Well, there is no Caesars here. It's in uh, Canada. So, uh, (laughs) you know, there is a Caesars app. But William Hill had their own thing. I'm not sure who they uh, partnered up with. But it's kind of weird, you know, and that's one of the things I don't like about online gaming. I guess we'll go through the don't likes uh, first, but is it, unless it's paired up to like a legit casino that you care about, like, you know, bet MGM is of course tied to M life. So you can earn reward credits in the M life program. You know, a lot of these smaller time, like Firekeepers, which is a one-off casino has their own app and stuff. And it's like, I don't care about earning rewards and that, which you should never really focus on rewards, but it's nice to get DraftKings has their own unique reward structure. So you can cash in your points uh, to bet on the fantasy side, or you can do it just to get casino credit and stuff. So, but it's not the greatest. So that's definitely something I wouldn't focus on now. If I liked BetMGM, that'd be kind of a nice perk of earning all these points that I could get M Life status. But I hate, I hate MGM's app. It's so crappy. Gotta go with Caesar <laughs> Sportsbook and uh, JB Smooth. <laughs> yeah, I gotta try. I gotta try them out. I had William Hill. I gave William Hill a try. It, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite, but. I haven't gone back since they've rebranded and I'm guessing it's probably the same just with a different name on it. So I don't even know if it'll be that, that much different, but it is tempting to try to start to earn, you know, reward credits versus DraftKings points uh, is what my focus is. But that's something you consider. If you like comps, you're, you you know, that's not something you're going to get. I will say DraftKings will just randomly reach out and be like, Hey, here's a snappy thing. And they'll give you a list of gifts to pick from. You know, so I've gotten AirPods Pro, which I'm wearing uh, right now from them and uh, cornhole set for the cottage and stuff like that. So they do do that type of thing versus giving you rooms at hotels or 
you can't turn this into a free trip to Vegas, I guess would be my thing. Yeah. So I think we should talk about, so there's in Michigan, obviously there's online casinos, there's slots, table games, everything that you can do online. But in Vegas, there's just the only online aspect really is the sports betting that's that's allowed. Obviously, we have things like My Vegas or the Win Slots app that are tied in where you can play games that can earn you points that you can eventually cash in for something. Uh, but as far as like pure gambling, like the DraftKings Casino in Michigan and their app is like a full casino. Like there's slot machines, there's yeah. table They even games. have live dealers. So you can play that too, where they'll deal out the cards for you, Yeah, which is unique. I don't like it, but <laughs> so you can do that as well but that's not happening yeah, it, in, in vegas so i think we should talk yeah. let's talk about nevada and talk about sports betting and i think it can be intimidating for people who have never been here especially now as you see these like super books like like the one at circa where you know you're seeing kind of you're kind of overwhelmed here but what's the process if you've never you know you've never signed up you you basically just head into one of these you, you go to one of their kiosks and get an account signed up in the casino how does that work yeah, I believe so. Uh, I've only really dealt with uh, the William Hill, and that was when our buddy Rick uh, was with me. And they had like a promo that you could sign up, and you make a fifty dollars bet, and they give you a fifty dollars thing. So there are promos for these in Vegas for the sports book, but you did have to go to the sports book to like activate it. You scanned it with the QR code, pulled it up, set it up, and then you went and deposited at the uh, the sports book desk, and then you could make bets around you know vegas while you're in vegas but i think if you cash out you have to go back to the sports book to cash out don't quote me on that because i didn't really mess around with it much i was just talking to him about it but that kind of adds a layer to it the nice thing is you don't have to wait in those sports book lines especially like a march madness or super bowl type of atmosphere where we would wait you know 45 minutes to make a bet or cash in bets it was really annoying so you could do it this way and you can just bet wherever you are or if you're going to a bar and you know you want to watch the game and do some live betting and stuff it opens up that aspect, which makes it easier access, which is cool, but it's still annoying that you have to go into physical locations to get it rolling or to cash out and stuff. So hopefully Vegas changes that at some point if it's not, uh, you know, in the works already. Yeah, it's it's interesting here because we have different laws. Uh, Nevada famously doesn't have a legal lottery, which, you know, how does that make a lot of sense when we have gambling everywhere? Um, but there's a lot of laws here that are designed to protect the casinos. You don't care about your schools, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have the worst schools. Uh, but I think I think we get a, plenty of tax revenue from gambling, though, Mark. Uh, outside of the true, outside of the true. lottery. Uh, but yeah, there have been a lot of laws passed to protect the casinos, and I think that this is one of them. And I was quite honestly shocked in Michigan just how easy it is, just how open everything is um, compared to here. Uh, but yeah, in in sportsbooks themselves. You know, you're seeing more of these kiosks and you're seeing more of that decentralization. But it's interesting that you do have to go in to, to cash out, uh, which I do believe is uh, correct. So uh, they're does, still tying which, you into those casinos for sure. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me because all these casinos have their own apps. So why wouldn't they want you to be able to access it whenever? Like if you're a, a local and you're on your couch on Sunday and you're like, oh, I wish I could make a bet on this, but I'd have to go to the casino. And what's the point? You know, I, I don't think I think they made it initially trying to stop the stuff from harming the casino business. But now I think it's like reverse, like it, the the law is actually harming them more from more potential business. So I, I could see that changing. Yeah, I definitely could see it changing as well. And you're right. I mean, they're all we, we talked on the video show this week about how Caesars just sold off William Hill, the international business, because they had bought that company just to buy their sports betting business basically in the US 
to rebrand it as Caesar Sportsbook because it's so important that they have these, uh, that they're in this game with the sports betting. Um, and BetMGM, we've seen them do uh, incredible. Um, but yeah, e- even here, like Station Casinos has their own app, uh, which they have a fantastic commercial that parodies the MGM commercial with Jamie Foxx. If anybody out there ever see it, you could nice. you could Google that. <laughs> uh, Circa, your your boys at Circa Sports have have their own uh, app as well. And yeah, it, it's really amazing to me to see how prevalent this online gaming has been when it comes to sports here in Vegas, and then to see how it's maturing in other markets and how that will eventually come here. So I agree with you. I think short of having a full casino on your phone like you do in Michigan, we will start to see a little bit of a decentralization uh, of online gaming, but I don't ever think we'll see a full casino, or at least not anytime soon. Uh, in so move app. to Michigan. You hear that, people? I move guess. I mean, it's a little dangerous there, that. Mark. It's a little dangerous. <laughs> It is. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's one of the bad things about uh, having the co- online gaming is if you don't have control, you know, self-control, you can run into a lot of issues and it's pretty easy to to move money in or out and, and all that stuff. So that's something they do have, uh, you know, where you can set limits, deposit limits, uh, bet limits and all that stuff. So if you know yourself in a time of calm, put those things in if you are doing it because that can save you a lot down, you know, a lot of misfortune down the, in the future. So definitely do that. And they, they do a good job with it. Like if you want to, if you get heated and you, you want to change them, it, you have to wait seven days for some 30 days for others. So it really is built in there that you can't, if you set it up, you can't screw yourself essentially. So set those up. If you think that's going to be an issue, a couple other things I don't like, of course, is there's no atmosphere when you're gambling. That's a big draw of it. You know, you, you make friends at the tables or, you know, you're watching other people hit slots and hearing the noises, the bells and whistles. You don't get that. No free drinks if you're in Vegas. Uh, so that's a down. But if you're anywhere else, you're saving a ton on drinks. You just go get beer from the fridge for a buck or two versus $9 beers at, you know, a casino in Michigan. So that's kind of good. Uh, I play a lot of online blackjack. The weird thing is every hand is like a new deck. So you never really get like a flow or anything. And that can, you know, it, it's weird. So you kind of have to adjust your play a little bit because of that. You know, there's no, I'm guessing that's so they, you can't count the cards because it'd be kind of easy if you were doing it online, you could do it slowly and stuff. So those are the main downfalls. I think you think there's anything I missed? No, I just think that, yeah, it's, it's a little bit dangerous for people. I don't know that there's as much fun in it. I mean, when you talk to people who gamble a lot or who like the gambling culture, you know, it's about having fun, right? It's not about winning. I don't know anybody who's really honest with themselves who believes that they win over time, right? Maybe some professional gamblers, but we're just talking about, you know, normal people here. And, you know, this makes that very dangerous. I just don't see where the fun is in in this. I don't see where the benefit is, uh, (laughs) quite honestly, having seen it in myself in person. And like I said, Jasmine got an offer. I should say in Michigan, you said there's offers in Vegas. There's better ones in Michigan. And we got an offer where they matched 100% of her deposit. And the money was transferred from our bank account in like five seconds, which is, you know, thousands of dollars in five seconds. That was a little eye-opening there. But, you know, she sat there and did the promotion and did it very specific way to be able to maximize the odds and ended up cashing out a decent amount of money at the end. But I don't think she had any fun. And I don't think the experience was all that much fun no. other than we were doing it purely for a, for a monetary <laughs> thing. So I don't know who's using the DraftKings casino app to have loads of fun in Michigan. I don't, I don't know. know. I, 
I guess you you have to remember that you were doing it under a time crunch because you had to finish this with these deposit bonuses. You have to play through a certain amount. Usually it's like 10 times. Sometimes it's 20 times, sometimes even more like bad MGM. Some of their stuff will be like 25, 30 times. So you had a limited amount of time that to play through it. You know, you had a couple of days that you had to get it done. So it was more like stressful. Just like, let's get through this and make my money that I need to make versus I think this kind of plays into the people that do my Vegas and stuff for fun that just miss slots and We'll play a little bit here and there. So I don't think you, you're going to sit and do like a super long session um, unless you're just really into gambling. But I think it kind of, you know, it gives you a little bit. If you have downtime, you have something to do a little bit. Uh, check it out type of thing. So that's actually one of my things I like about it is, you know, when I go to Vegas, I don't usually do all that well because you get to a table, you sit down, you flew all this way to get there. You spend all this money, you know, you sit down, you want the atmosphere, you want the the fun and you, you get in the free drinks and stuff. And you, let's say you win 300 bucks right off the rip and you know, your first shoe you're up, you're not going to walk away. Cause you're like, I just got here. Like I'm here to have fun. I'm here for the there, experience. I think that there are those people in the world though. They're like, Oh, got my yeah. thing. And yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Oh yeah, there totally is. But I think a majority of people going to Vegas are going for the experience, you know, winning money. They hope to win money, but they're not really like focusing on it. So I've, I found myself, you know, winning quickly and, or even going to the casino in Detroit. Like I drove 30 minutes to get here. If I win my first five hands and I'm, you know, I'm up, I'm not going to turn around and drive home. Like that's just, I feel like a wasted time. Like I want to get an experience out of it, I guess, which is, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's the mentality that the casinos work off of and kind of trap you there. Um, I feel like, so yeah. the nice thing about this is, you win your money, you turn it out. You're not, you know, you didn't miss anything. You were just sitting on the toilet or watching a game. <laughs> yeah. You you won like three hands. You're like, okay, cool. That's good. I'll put that off to the side for a bit. So I get it. But you're, but you're sitting on the toilet and then they're popping into your phone or, I mean, no matter what, <laughs> I, I think, I think that this is incredibly bad for people who have gambling problems. And oh, I think, yes. I think it's incredibly predatory. And, um, you know, I know it sounds weird as somebody who covers Vegas and, and all of that, but I'm just in, in, I'm just concerned by it, and I don't think that the the gaming companies should be the ones making the rules for this stuff. There are some robust controls here in Nevada. There's you know problem gambling councils and things like that that try to or try to keep the laws in check, and hopefully that that wins out. Uh, but no matter what happens, and no matter what you feel about this, I think uh, we saw this with Resorts World. We'll see it now. The merge, you know, the lines between casino you know, physical casino and not are going to be blurred. Resorts World tried to integrate technology and a digital account and all this other stuff that just doesn't work. But five years from now, every casino is going to have that. You're going to be getting their app. Your money is going to be tied into your account with them. You're going to transfer it to a machine. You're going to transfer it back out. You're going to do all the stuff that Resorts World promised, all the stuff that we're already sort of seeing with these online casinos and apps. Bitcoin. And that's Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's all it's all going there. And so your interface with you know, MGM is not going to be going into a casino, putting your player's card in. It really is going to be your app, transferring your money in, you know, how you interact with all of that, and then how they can get you to play sports bets when you're not in the casino and how they can integrate into your life. And that's really uh, the future of these apps. That's where we are in some states like Michigan. And that's probably where we're headed in Vegas, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll play a role everywhere that's done uh, sports betting online. It will just kind of like naturally flow that way a bit. A couple other points I wanted to make is, you know, when you're playing the online games, it's a little bit quicker pace, which is is kind of nice. Like if you're at a table with a big group of people, it can take a while to get through a hand and, you know, you have people doing stupid stuff. So it's just you and the, the computer dealer 
which is fun. And I'm talking about blackjack specifically. I don't play a lot of slots or anything. So I find that to be a, a nicer, you know, like you can, you know, play for five minutes and get through quite a few hands and have some fun and move on or whatever. The really crazy thing is, you know, they don't have this infrastructure. They don't have a building. They don't have a, a ton of employees, dealers, people cleaning stuff. So their promos are kind of insane. And a big part of that is because it's newer in Michigan. So they're trying to all get their their slice of the pie. But I think this is also just kind of rolled into it where they'll every day you're getting something like bet $10 on this roulette game. We'll give you $5 in credit. Well, if you do that every day, the, the house advantage has swung your way. So you get the advantage back this, for sports betting. There'll be like a 50% boost on this ML, like on an MLB game today and stuff. So if you just take advantage of those things, I think you can actually be profitable playing with the online casinos. If you specifically only play when there's, when you have the advantage as well as they have all these different promos where there'll be like a leaderboard, you know, from this time to this time or this day to this day, as you earn points, whoever earns the most points gets this much money and so on and so forth. So they almost, you know, with all this stuff, if you play it right, you can swing the advantage uh, your way, which is kind of interesting and crazy. Uh, and I think a big part of that is they don't have the overhead that a casino has. Yeah. A good example is a promotion that my wife just received from DraftKings. Obviously, we're not in the state of Michigan uh, right now, so there's nothing we can do to to play or do anything like that. But it was a 25% deposit bonus with only one times playthrough required. So if you find an uh, a game that has decent odds and you can play that to sort of get to the theoretical odds, let's say a 97% slot machine or something like that, or you know, just depending, you know, you're getting a 25% bonus. You only have to play through once. But to your point, you have to be disciplined. You have to really do the study. It becomes more like a business than than a game. Yeah. And uh, but it's certainly possible. That's what what I find interesting about it is it's more, you know, going to a casino for a lot of people is just about the, you know, an entertainment budget. Like they're like, I'm going to lose this money, but I'm going to have fun doing it where this is more like a business like approach. Uh, and I think that's what you need to have with these apps because you're not going to have the fun. You know, you're not going to be in that atmosphere having the fun, uh, you know, having that experience. So this has to be if you do do this, it has to be very business like I'm going to do this until this or I'm only going to make this bet and then out, you know, type of thing. So and I think the fact that it's always available makes that easier to do, at least for me, I find it because I can make that one bet and just walk away, uh, you know, because I didn't put any effort into it. It was there on my phone. I did it. I either won or lost and boom, moving on next. Wait till the next day till something comes up. So it's kind of interesting. Well, anything else to uh, add on this topic? No, I think I think that uh, pretty much covered most of it. But yeah, if you if you guys ever are coming to Michigan and you have any questions or or any of the states that have it legalized, just you know on Twitter at Detroit Mark or email me Mark at MilesToMemories.com and shoot me some questions. I'm kind of uh, the one of the world experts in this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you you do uh, you are on the forefront. You're a pioneer uh, in the world yes, of online blazing the way. Gaming. There you go. Well, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, we'll be able to uh, have lots of cool things to talk about after our meetup and everything going on in Vegas this week. So look forward to a future show. I know that we have our uh, live stream with Bethany uh, from Bougie Miles later this month. Lots of cool stuff coming on the YouTube channel as well. Like I said, the Circa video and some other stuff there. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you like this show and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Tell a friend about MTM Vegas, about Miles to Memories, and about Mark, who is pioneering the online gaming. Yes. 
blazing a, blazing a trail. <laughs> you can find everything we do Vegas related at mtmvegas.com. You can find me at mtm underscore Vegas on Twitter. Mark is at Detroit Mark. And that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. See you next time.